Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. I am so excited that you are here and shout out to those of you that rated the podcast five stars and left a review. It has been so fun to read these and I am so honored that the podcast has been blessing you. If you haven't, make sure that you go to julianapage.com click on the podcast page and claim your free gift. I actually send you the 30-day God's Vibes Matter devotional. This is designed to help you deepen your intimacy with God and really prioritize that relationship on a whole nother level. It is a guide for your next 30 days, and it's something that I will send you for free just for rating the podcast. So make sure if you've done that recently, don't miss this step. Go to julianapage.com and click on the podcast page. Now, before we dive into this episode, and it's going to be good, it's going to be good. (laughs) You might need to re-listen to this one and share it with a friend. But before we do that, a couple of exciting things that are things that you're going to want to plug into and that you're also welcome to share as well. So number one, we have a three-day challenge next week called Permission to Prosper. Trust me when I say you're going to want to plug into this. It is so good. (laughs) The content is amazing. This is something that we all need to hear over and over and over, and it's going to be so, so powerful, and it's designed to really inspire you into action. It's called Permission to Prosper. It is free, but you've got to be in Courage Co., so make sure that you go to www.courageco.org and create a free account because Courage Co., is actually an app off social media on purpose, okay? It's designed that you can strictly focus on your spiritual growth, your development, and not get distracted, which is so easy to do on social media. So all you gotta do is create a free account once you do that. You can keep the app on your phone, you can access it from a desktop, you don't have to keep logging back in and out, you can just have it accessible at all times, and you can turn off the notifications if you need to, or you can keep them on, whatever you prefer. But create a Courage Co account, a Courage Co account, there we go. Then once you do that, make sure that you go under the events tab in the main menu and RSVP. When you do that, you'll see the call details and it will be a way that you can get updated the closer we get to that day. Okay, so it's gonna be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, next week, 7 p.m. Central Time. Make sure you get plugged into Courage Co. And if you're in Courage Co. already, just go to the events option in the main menu and RSVP. Now, the other exciting thing is that we are a week out, a week, a whole week out from opening enrollment for the God's Vibes Mastermind. This is something that you can currently apply to also over at Courage Co. So www.courageco.org. When you go to the Courage Co. landing page, you will see an option to apply for the mastermind. We officially start, you get to start prep week on April 3rd, and the mastermind itself, week one, will start on April 10th. So this is something that is super exciting. It's something that you're probably going to want to know all the details about. There are so many bonuses and so many things involved in this mastermind. So make sure right now that what you do at least is apply to get plugged in. This is gonna be a very powerful mastermind. It is designed to be three months, but you actually get access to it for an entire year. There is live coaching every single week. There's content that opens to you every single day. There's two courses that are bonuses. You get a declaration deck, you get a program workbook, 
for the entire program. You get journal prompts, over 21 days of journal prompts, guided visualizations, meditations, and bonus content. You actually get access to the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle for free which is 12 masterclasses, 12 challenges, and 12 guest interviews, all at your fingertips for a price that is ridiculous. Like just straight up ridiculous, okay? So more on that to come. All you gotta do right now is get plugged in, get plugged in, get plugged in, www.couragego.org. Get yourself in the God's Vibes Mastermind, all right? So, Let's dive into the message. I have a bit of a, I don't know if I'm gonna call it a teaser or what I'm gonna call it, but I get to do this really fun thing this week where for a coach slash mentor of mine, I actually get to post in one of her community feeds for the entire week and inspire them and give them a lot of really great content. So today was a really powerful post and I just felt like it was worth sharing here as well. It's something that I've been meditating on for a second, and I just want to invite you to do it. There's also a powerful practice connected to this too. So I just want to allow you the opportunity to really set the tone for your week. You know, we have Tune In Tuesdays over here. (laughs) We have a new episode every Tuesday. So when you're at the beginning of the week, it really helps if you're setting an intention for how you're showing up and for what you're doing. So my aim here is to give you a practical way to really show up with power and all you think, say, and do, okay? So coming in hot with this, are you ready? Starting with a quote. If you knew who walked beside you at all times on the path that you have chosen, you could never experience doubt or fear again. So powerful. If you knew who walked beside you at all times on the path that you have chosen, you could never experience doubt or fear again. This is a Selah moment, a pause and calmly think about that sort of moment. Do you know who is walking beside you at all times? Because if you really did, you could never experience doubt or fear again. Oof, I love meditating on that one. What if today you gave yourself a few minutes to reflect on the very real reality that God, the all-sufficient one, El Shaddai, is leading you guiding you, supporting you, protecting you. How would you show up differently, if at all, if you knew you were fully supported and that all things are working out for you? All things. What if you carried this sufficiency, not just for yourself, but all those you are called to love and serve? Think about that. Are you operating from sufficiency? Dig a a bit deeper on this as well. You are God's intention. You are his plan to release heavenly solutions on the earth. Yes, you. You are his desire 
You are his dream. You are his purpose, his means to spread good news, to pioneer the impossible, and to be a radical force of love, which is what we're going to talk about more today. So take it further. If God is that intentional with everything about you and in your world, what do you intend to create today, this week, the remainder of the month, next quarter, this year? A powerful tool in committing to and achieving our goals involves setting intentions. Intentions are in the present moment and provide us with a roadmap of all the steps along the way, right? Our steps are ordered. When you set an intention, it provides accountability and supports you in being able to take control of your personal choices and your life. Just scan your life for a moment right now. How much of it are you actually intending to do versus just allowing to happen? How much of it are you actually influencing and creating versus just submitting to or giving your power over to? A couple of key points about intentions. An intention is a commitment to oneself something to be rather than to achieve. It's really best done in the morning, right? That's awesome when we're told to seek the kingdom first, right? To keep first things first. Intentions can set the tone and focus of one's day as well as help one navigate through difficult times. I've talked about before, often God has given me anchor words for the year these have also been words that have been a battle strategy or something that has anchored me in storms and in challenges and in trying times. If I am committed to abide in the Lord, for example, no matter what, I'm not going to abide in lesser things, right? If I'm committed to the truth, I'm not going to partner with lies, right? <laughs> if I know that God is developing particular fruit in me, I'm going to choose to partner with him in choosing to be about that fruit instead of letting my flesh take over. So for example, if he's developing patience in me and I know that, I'm not going to allow myself to react to different situations. I'm going to pass the test and choose patience. You can do it. It's not easy, but you can do it with the Holy Spirit. Setting an intention can influence the trajectory of one's life and highlight those aspects that give it meaning. Intention is powerful. So a powerful practice that I live in, that I've cultivated, that I've developed is to set your mind on a powerful truth and also an intention throughout each segment of your day. So a segment of your day, if that's a new way to look at your day, a segment could be any section of your day, a time block of your day that is blocked for something, right? So you could have, you know, quiet time in the morning. You could have a workout. You could have a commute. You could have a meeting. You could have an appointment. You could have a date. 
whatever it is, those are all different segments. Different things are happening in each one of those segments, right? So you can call them a calendar block, whatever you wanna do. For the sake of this, I'm calling them a segment. Before each segment, set an intention and be as clear and specific as possible. Often, the word of God says we have not because we ask not. And in this case, we intend not. <laughs> we don't even know what to ask for because we're not even intending to do anything. We're not even applying our being and our power to anything. So something, a way that this might look, right? My intention for this meeting is, my intention for this commute is, and I know that sounds weird, but literally, like when I'm driving from place to place, I call it car university, you know, and I have different intentions for car rides. Sometimes it's just worship. Sometimes I'm praying and I'm talking to God. Sometimes I'm listening to a podcast, but something productive. If I'm going to be driving in this car and sitting in this car, it's going to be productive, effective time that's pouring into me and serving me in some way. Okay. My intention for this conversation is, my intention for this call is, right? Are you just showing up and like barely making it to things or are you actually intending an outcome? I also like to invite Holy Spirit into this. So I'll say something like, Holy Spirit, reveal your heart and intention for this meeting, for this call, for whatever it is, right? I will pray over podcast episodes. I will have an intention for what I'm asking or really assigning it to do, right? And I'm getting out of the way and then I'm letting God have his way. But I have noticed a huge difference between when I do this and when I do not do this, okay? So something that you want to do is you want to keep these intentions simple and positive, right? Why would you intend to have an outcome that doesn't serve you? That doesn't make sense. So consider setting intentions similar to prophesying your future. You're declaring and deciding in advance who you're going to be, how you're going to show up, what energy you're going to release into this environment, into this encounter. After then, each segment, reflect on the experience. This is such a huge part and it's easy to overlook, but reflect on the experience. What did you notice? You know, a lot of times I might be like, wow, like Holy Spirit gave me the words or like I just felt like totally peaceful or I had all these ideas and inspiration come to me. So did Holy Spirit give you words to speak? Did God intercede somehow or make something that was really hard for you really easy? You know, did the prayers you pray, did you see evidence of their fulfillment? How did you experience that encounter? Did it flow? What, if anything, would you do different? What have you noticed? If you don't do this, is anything different? What happens? Now, you don't have to actually write this down and put pen to paper, but I recommend doing that actually and accounting for it, literally writing it down because it helps you start to become more aware before you actually make this a practice. So as you practice setting your mind and keeping it set and reflecting on your experiences and encounters throughout each day, you will become more present, more aware, more intentional, and ultimately more effective and impactful. Yes, please. <laughs> Anyone, right? 
So put it to work, set your mindset this week. No, we've talked about this before. You've probably heard this quote, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. So you don't have to take a lot of time, but make this effective time. Take five to 10 minutes and answer. What will you intentionally set and keep setting your mind on? Right? There's a reason why the word says set your mind and keep it set. It's prone to wander. <laughs> right? We've got to be diligent about renewing our minds. What are your intentions for segments of your day or even today or this week? What are your intentions for the rest of this month? Make them clear because this truly changes everything in your experience. It's so, so important. All right? So I just wanted to start with the power of intention because it's so wild <laughs> when you recognize that you are fully supported by the all-sufficient one. And when you live from that and you intend to release your sufficiency, right, and what you do have into situations, you become more self-aware, you become more resourceful, you become way more powerful than you realize or that you even thought possible. You start activating your potential and operating as a completely different human in some of the best ways, okay? So I just wanted to offer that. Another thing that I wanted to share, we're gonna talk about confronting in love today and how powerful this is. So I just wanted to share this verse. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 7. 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. O-M-G. <laughs> this is the Passion Translation. But listen to this. Love is a safe place of shelter. Are you a safe place of shelter? Love never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. What I love to do is I love putting my name in scriptures as well. And that's always a self-check too. And it's also an affirmation and a declaration. So Juliana is a safe place of shelter. Amen. <laughs> Juliana never stops believing the best for others. Heck no, right? Juliana never takes failure as defeat. Ain't gonna do it. For she never gives up. Woof! In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> right? So if you don't do that with scripture, I highly recommend doing that. And then another powerful one here, just to lay the foundation, so to speak, is... 3 John 1.11. 3 John 1.11. Delightfully loved ones, don't imitate what is evil, but imitate that which is good. Whoever does good is of God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. Okay. Both of these, <laughs> to me, personally, are sobering. Okay, and it is a reminder of the standard to which we're called to. We're called 
to walk in love, right? We're called to walk in honor. We're called to be God's hands and the feet, hands and feet in the world, to be his royal ambassadors, right? Are you living that way? Are you holding yourself to that standard? And I'm with you if sometimes you're like, well, I would love to, but I have no idea what that even means or like where to start or what that looks like. I am a huge believer in making the word of God practical. It is practical, right? But sometimes we need to hear it differently in order to walk it out or to steward well what we've been given. So I like making complex things just in how they're presented simple. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about confronting in love and how to get really good at this. And you're probably going to hear this in a way that you've not heard it before. And my desire, my hope for you, my encouragement for you is that that would make it stick, right? When we hear something different and it actually lands, it can take root in our hearts, right? And get really rooted in there and produce much fruit, okay? So that you can have these beautiful flourishing connections that ultimately you desire. Likely you do if you're listening to this podcast, okay? So let's talk about something that's going to be helpful in this context. It's actually called the eight C's of self-leadership, okay? It's called the eight C's of self-leadership, and I'm going to break this down. It's really a leadership wheel, but I'm going to break down every one of the eight C's. And I want you to view the eight C's as your being. These are states. These are ways of being that you can choose to be, to practice, to aim for, to get good at. Okay. Strive after love, right? To be loving, right? So when you think about these eight C's, this is a different way to show up and be. This is a different way of accessing different parts of yourself that you're not used to. So let me set it up by saying that a lot of times in our life, and unfortunately now, it's very unlikely that you would talk to somebody and they haven't experienced trauma, dysfunction, and a lot of things that did not go the way is planned. And Because of those things, we've learned to self-protect. We've learned how to show up so that we can protect ourselves, right? We've learned that, ooh, if we do this, mom or dad gets upset, so we better do this instead. Or, ooh, if we go down this path or if we don't get good grades, then these are the consequences, right? Like we learn to please people. We learn to depend maybe even on their dysfunction so that we can manage that. And often we lose ourselves in that process, right? We actually lose our identity in codependency or in people pleasing, right? And really abandoning ourselves or betraying ourselves and forming these self-sabotaging behaviors and habits. We didn't do it consciously or intentionally to begin with, but a lot of times we practiced it so much that it becomes our identity until that is challenged, usually by a disappointment, a loss, a heartbreak, something, right, that makes us examine how we've contributed to those things or how we've been operating. It makes us look within. And spiritual growth is that journey of looking within. 
okay? So we have formed, if you just want to think about it, a protector. There's this part of ourselves, and you can call her whatever she needs to be called, or he, <laughs> but there's this part of our personality that needs to self-protect, okay? A lot of times this could be an ego, and I like to say that the ego is literally edging God out. It's just making yourself bigger so that you're God and you've edged God out of your world, right? Like you can draw near to God and he'll draw near to you, but if you edge him out, you're not gonna experience him in the same sort of way, right? So ego could be really big, really inflated, right? There's just different things that start to happen when we're trying to protect ourselves. We might blame other people for things. We might defend ourselves. We might make excuses. We might get any negative attention and just push it off on ourselves and project our stuff onto other people. There's different ways that we sort of act out to protect ourselves, okay? Now, think about this for a second. This protector is not operating out of love. So when you think about this, this part of yourself that learned how to just protect you in order to survive, literally, served you in a season, but it wasn't meant to be a part of your identity and to serve you for life, okay? And when you choose the protector all the time, that is the part of you, you know how to be angry, you know how to react, you know how to be wound up, you know how to be anxious, but do you know how to be love? Do you know how to be these eight C's that I'm going to talk about? Probably not because they're not what you've practiced, okay? A lot of times we don't know who we are when we're not self-protecting, right? Think about that. If the all-sufficient one is leading you, guiding you, supporting you, protecting you, that means that you are led, guided, supported, protected, and you're out of a job. If somebody is doing that for you, and not just somebody, the creator of the universe is doing that for you, that frees you up to do what he's formed, shaped, and anointed you to be, do, and have. Very, very different, okay? So you can actually be about his mission, which is love, <laughs> when you let him do his job, all right? But a lot of times we haven't practiced being this part of ourselves that actually is loved, that is supported, that is protected, that is being guided and fully provided for. That seems really crazy to access. So I'm gonna help you start accessing this person today, right? If you're not protecting you all the time, if you don't have to do that job anymore, who are you gonna be? And what does that mean that you now get to do? Have access, okay? So just like there's these parts of ourselves that we learn to activate to protect ourselves out of fear to survive, there are parts of ourselves that we can activate out of love to thrive, okay? And we're going to talk about those. So these are called the eight C's of self, okay? And this is really how you can start becoming aware of your energy, okay? Start becoming aware of your state, of what is happening in your soul. We talk about God's vibes matter. Are your thoughts aligned with the thoughts of God? Is your spirit, <laughs> all right? Are you tracking with God's spirit? Are your emotions full of the kingdom? Righteousness, peace, joy. 
Do you have self-control? Are you producing the fruit of the spirit in your life, right? When you think about your life, there's your physical self, there is your soul self, right? Your mind, your will, your emotions, your insides, right? Then there's also your spirit self, your spirit man, okay? So physical, soul, spirit. The interesting thing is we often just live in the physical and we focus on what we can see, smell, taste, touch, right? And we allow all of the news and the social media and all the things that are happening just affect our soul get inside our mind, make us get all agitated, right? Get our emotions in, in some kind of way, get caught up in our feels, right? We allow our physical to affect our soul and we have no connection with our spirit. The design <laughs> of the creator is actually your spirit is meant to inform your soul, which is meant to inform your body. So a lot of times we are out of alignment because we are living according to the flesh as the world would say but we are as the word would say but we are living according to the flesh right and we're showing up and we look just like the world right and our soul is a hot mess it's all over the place there's no peace at all <laughs> there's no clarity there's no vision there's no purpose there's no meaning we are a mess right and then we're not connected to our spirit but our spirit is meant to inform our soul. We're meant to think with the mind of Christ. We're meant to express the goodness of God, right? Our, our rhythm is meant to be, our heartbeat is meant to beat with the heart of God. And that's supposed to affect our physical being and what we show up and do in the world and create in the world, okay? So just kind of think about that. But these eight C's of self, right, will help you with your leadership and what you are choosing to activate, particularly in the moments that matter most or help you become aware when you don't have good energy and you kind of need what we call around here like a Jesus timeout. <laughs> like you need a Jesus time. Like you need to pause and, and go spend some time with God. Like get away, go consecrate yourself, go connect with God and he'll work out whatever you need in your mind, in your heart, with your emotions, whatever's going on inside of you, he's got a fix for it. Okay, he is the answer. But sometimes we just need to seek him, all right? So, eight C's, I think you're tracking. Number one, calmness. Whew, calmness, right? This supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding, calmness. This is a physiological and mental serenity regardless of the circumstances. Oh, yeah. The person with the most peace is always the most powerful, always, okay? If you got a crazy boss, if you're working with some like manipulators, if things are pretty cray, the person with the most peace is the most powerful. It's the ability to react to triggers in your environment in less automatic and extreme ways and to be less vulnerable to adopting the common fight, flight, freeze response when threatened, okay? So we're all on the journey. <laughs> we're all working out and walking out our own salvation, right? So we're all on different parts and levels of this journey too, because there are levels to this. So we can be triggered when there's these parts of ourselves that are fearful, right? That, that aren't healed. That if you're picturing like a wound, right? There's a difference between a scab and a scar. 
for example, <laughs> right? There's different weightiness to triggers for some people, right? If you're still being triggered, that wound probably still needs healing, okay? But calmness is something that is developed and it allows you to respond to things that are happening in life and not react to them and freak out and lash out, okay? Because it's typically what our brain, our human brain is taught to do. It's just like fight or flight or freeze, right? Like we're in one of those things. We either run from it, we freeze and shut down, or we fight at it, right? But you've got way more, <laughs> way more potential and capacity than just that, okay? So calmness, some people will call this like a pause, okay? Allows you to activate and access different parts of yourself than just reaction, okay? Number two, curiosity. Curiosity, a strong desire to know or learn something about a topic, situation, or person. To have a sense of wonder about the world and how things work. Genuinely interested in non-judgmentally understanding something or someone. I personally think that this is one of the greatest gifts of a coach, to be honest with you, right? Being able to just be curious, like genuinely wanting to learn and help people cultivate that in themselves and have this sense of wonder about how things work, how their brain is functioning, right? Like it is so, so powerful. So being genuinely and non-judgmentally interested in someone or something. Just think about this. When you are in conversations, is that where you are? Or are you judging or condemning or criticizing? Yeah, because the same measure that you dish out, that's going to be returned back to you. I highly recommend curiosity. Three, clarity. Clarity, the ability to perceive situations accurately without distortion from extreme beliefs and emotions. The ability to maintain one's objectivity about a situation in which one has a vested interest. The absence of perception and objection the ability to maintain a beginner's mind in which many possibilities exist. So I love thinking about the beginner's mind as God has made all things new. His mercies are new every morning, right? There's never a same moment ever, okay? So you can see things clearly for what they are without being attached to them. Clarity. Clarity, right? When you look at it as if this is the first time you're seeing it, different possibilities become available to you. Think about that with situations, also with people. That's one of the greatest things about relationships a lot of the time is being able to have clarity in relationships. Constantly focusing on what you love in this person, what's great about this person, what's working right? What you can celebrate and really having a clear picture of that. Four, compassion. 
to be open-heartedly present and appreciative of others without feeling the urge to fix, change, or distance from them. An intuitive understanding that the suffering of others affects you because of your connectedness to them. To simultaneously have empathy for others and a belief that the other has a self that once released can relieve his or her own suffering. Okay? So compassion happens when you have more self-understanding, right? When you understand yourself and your shortcomings and your weaknesses and have an open heart and appreciation towards yourself, you also can offer that and give that to other people, right? But think about it this way. Do you always have this urge to fix something in yourself, to judge, to criticize something? It's going to be really difficult, right, to offer compassion to others, right? Because you don't have it to give. It's something that you cultivate. Five, confidence. To maintain a strong belief in one's ability to stay fully present in a situation and handle or repair anything that happens with the belief that no matter what, it's all okay and will work out the way it can. To have healed from previous traumas and learned from previous failures to such a degree that their effect does not spill into the present. This is an example of why I might recommend therapy is when past traumas or triggers or patterns are coming into your present. And you maybe don't have a language for it, a grid for it, an understanding for it, but you keep seeing this pattern happen in relationships. You keep seeing this sabotage behavior happen when you're on the verge of success or whatever it might be. When you're seeing something from the past keep coming up, usually therapy is a great place to work that out. And confidence also is to understand that mistakes are only lessons to be learned, okay? So confidence is something that really drastically changes your identity of self, and it really helps you show up powerfully. Six, one of my favorite words, courage. Courage. This is strength in the face of threat, challenge, or danger. Ask me how I know, (laughs) right? The willingness to be and take action toward a goal that others would find overwhelming. The willingness to take action towards a goal that others would find overwhelming. The ability to recognize the damage we do to others, then take action to make amends. You ain't perfect, okay? (laughs) The willingness to reflect and go inside toward our own pain and shame. Carefully examine it and act on what we see. So a lot of times courage is what you guys are operating in right now. I just want to honor and acknowledge that. Listening to this podcast, listening to these new concepts, starting to look at yourself and see yourself differently takes immense courage. And I honor that in you. 
when you courageously examine areas of pain and shame in yourself, and when you do it with God, you can find healing and wholeness and deliverance. And you can access parts of yourself like these eight C's that you didn't even think were possible to embody, to be about, to walk in. And you really become wired completely different, which means you get to access and experience completely different things. Truly everything you desire. Takes a ton of courage. And I just honor that in you. Number seven, creativity. The use of the imagination, the nation in your mind is what I like to call it, to produce original ideas, right? You are a designer's original. Does he not have downloads that he is giving directly to you? Um, yes, he does. The ability to enter the flow state in which expression spontaneously flows out of us and we are immersed in the pleasure of the activity. This happens a lot when I am coaching, when I am writing, when I am speaking. I just enter this flow state. So powerful. The ability to create generative learnings and solutions to problems. How awesome is that, right? If you've been tracking with the God's Vibes podcast for a minute, you know that you are designed to be a solution to problems in the earth. You are designed to be a solutionary, right? And where we get stuck is we tend to focus on how big problems are and forget that we are the solution. We are an answer, right? It takes creativity, though, to think that way. And lastly, number eight, connectedness. The state of feeling a part of something larger, such as a partnership, a team, a community, an organization. Courage go! <laughs> a connection to a meaningful purpose or a higher calling above the circumstances of daily life. To be in a relationship with someone who truly knows and accepts you for who you really are. And, for example, you have to be truly showing them who you really are, right? To be accepted for that. To be able to relax your defenses. Let that protector relax. To be able to relax your defenses with others as you know that you won't be judged or controlled and are not afraid of getting hurt because you have confidence that you can repair any damage or misunderstanding that may occur. Now, I know that this one was huge for me. Right, I often say that when God wants to change your life, he sends a person. And when the enemy wants to destroy your life, he sends a person. So in my own life, when the enemy wanted to destroy my life, he sent a person, okay? And after really going through a very damaging relationship, I was afraid that I would never be able to have authentic connection. I was afraid that this person robbed that of me because how could I trust after that, right? How could I not be hurt like that again? Like, how did I miss that, right? And something that really drove me to God was this desire for discernment, right? To, to not miss it so that I might not be hurt again, right? And so connectedness, I have found, here's what I'm driving to, I have found that when you build all of these with your creator, you build them with yourself, and then you can build them with other people. Hear that again. When you build these eight C's with your creator, 
you build that with yourself, you model it to yourself, and then you start expressing that or creating that in relationships with other people, okay? So let's go through these again really quickly here. You've got calmness, right? So for me, when I think about calmness in, in relationship to God, right, this is seek the kingdom first, be still and know. Calmness was God's greatest gift to me. I didn't know that I could have a calm soul. <laughs> what? Like, does anyone actually have one of those? What do you mean you can be calm on the inside? Your mind isn't constantly running and all over the place. Your emotions aren't constantly just living in anxiety and frustration your heart is pure like what you can access that after being traumatized and living through years of dysfunction like how though does anybody do that that sounds like it's impossible well hello that's god's specialty but when he teaches you how to be still he's not doing that for him he is calming your soul okay and it's a calm soul that is a great gift to the world the greatest gift you can give to people in your world is a calm soul. God wants to calm you down, okay? Clarity. Where does clarity come from? Um, The creator, right, who is clear, clear as they get, right? He has vision, purpose, meaning. He knows the end from the beginning, right? He's faithful. He changes not. He is clear and consistent. He's an absolute. When you encounter him, things get clear. Things come into focus. Curiosity, right? There's mysteries of God that the word says are far too great for us to comprehend or know. He will meet your need for curiosity and help you to actually be curious. Hey God, what do you think about this? What about this? He doesn't tire of your questions. And he has so many things that he wants to show you and that he tells his friends. Compassion. Oh man, the overwhelming reckless love of God, right? When God is merciful towards you, that will help you to be compassionate towards yourself and other people. When you know that truly we are all doing the best that we can with what we have, and we might not have all the tools and all the resources, you can exercise compassion. Right? When God breaks your heart for what breaks his heart, whew, you will flow in compassion. Confidence. When you connect to the creator, you just start becoming confident, okay? He allows you <laughs> to see yourself the way he sees you. And he allows you to start becoming confident as he's teaching you to boldly and courageously step out and do things that you didn't think were possible. And when you start seeing him show up, you have confidence in him. And when you see that God is faithful, you can start trusting him to lead and guide you and you become a better leader of yourself. Courage, right? When you are able to activate courage, you start seeing God show up in a whole nother level. You can be courageous because of who goes before you and who has your back and who will, is with you at all times. Never does he leave you, never does he forsake you. 
you don't have to see all the details, but you can have courage to step into the unknown when you know who's with you. Creativity. The creator of the universe <laughs> made you in his image and likeness. You are creative, right? So when you develop relationship with God, it unlocks your creativity. That for sure happened to me. I never wrote until I actually reconciled my relationship with God. Never. Didn't even journal. Ain't gonna do it. Didn't matter how many times people told me that I have that gift or that I should be doing that. I was like, nah, ain't gonna do it. Does not sound fun to me at all. But when I developed my relationship with God, when I first started reconciling it, that's all he told me to do was write. Literally. And connectedness. When you live constantly connected to God, you have then an integrated self as well, right? And when you're fully being yourself, you also meet people who are fully being themselves and you can tell the difference when they're not, right? If you are faking your way through life, you're gonna be surrounded by a lot of people that do that. You're gonna encounter a lot of people that are faking things and that are lying and that are masquerading as some kind of thing, but they're not, right? When you're lying to yourself about something, you're gonna encounter liars. When you don't have a lot of security and trust in yourself, you're gonna meet people that poke at those insecurities and offer opportunities for you to get stronger in those areas, okay? So when you develop these eight C's of self-leadership with your creator first, he helps guide you and how to cultivate those with yourself. Right. And these are really important tools of helping you discover your true self, this self that isn't living under the influence of fear and lies and insecurities. Right. And when you have this God energy, these God vibes, right, you really show up as a different self. You're embodying very different qualities. These eight C's are very different, as you can hear and see and experience than when you're in fear. Very different, right? Unfortunately, as mentioned, we go through life and we accumulate these burdens, right? That really cause us to react and act out in crazy ways, right? Making it challenging for us to access these other parts of ourselves. But this is why with God, we can do it. We can unburden ourselves from these parts that really just need to settle down right? We need to, to call in different roles, different leadership in our life. They were leading for a while. Now we're calling in new leadership, right? We're not really removing parts of ourselves or denying parts of ourselves, but we're embracing all of them. So something or a way I like to view this is thinking of this young version of yourself, whether that's this young girl, this young boy that was really just doing the best with what they can with what they had to navigate really uncomfortable and scary situations. They learn to self-protect, right? Those qualities, those characters, that young boy, that young girl show up, right? She's like, yikes, I'm freaked out. I'm going to do this, right? Like she's freaking out on the inside of you, right? You could be whatever age, but your seven-year-old self is about to lose her mind right now and act a fool on somebody, right? But what you can do now is reparent, coach, guide, lead that younger version of you to success. What up girl? We good. Just breathe. We're all right. 
we're all right, here's what's going on. Here's what we're gonna do instead. I know you wanna do that, but actually let's try this, right? It's self-soothing, self-leadership. You can guide this younger part of you that's freaked out into safety, into calmness, into connectedness, into clarity, into compassion versus into fear, <laughs> right? That's what she's gonna run straight towards until you start guiding her differently, right? Now, as you've evolved, you know better, you can do better. With tools that we talk about here, you can integrate these into your life and get very different outcomes, right? So this younger part of you, let's say, that carries the burden of shame from your parents, let's say, is not bad, but is trying to help you, right? So when you see that, you're like, okay, you've been playing this role to protect me. And actually, I'm going to show up now and show you what protection really means, what strength really means, okay? You can be curious, you can be compassionate, confident, calm. You can exercise clarity, creativity, and connectedness. Oh, also encourage, okay? So unlocking these parts of yourselves involves really tapping into what God says is in there. Okay, these eight qualities of self-leadership, curiosity, compassion, confidence, calmness, clarity, creativity, connectedness, and courage. These qualities build upon one another and really allow us to access our full potential and live a fulfilling and meaningful life, which is ultimately what you're after. And by understanding and embracing different parts of ourselves, we can learn to unburden ourselves from things that don't serve us and really access things that do, okay? So this really involves a lot of awareness and recognizing that all parts of yourself are welcome. You're not trying to really cut out or get rid of anything. All of it is welcome because you have the skills and the tools and the knowledge to know how to embrace yourself versus reject, abandon, betray, or sabotage yourself, okay? So you embrace your internal world and access these qualities of self-leadership that allow you to thrive. So it's really a journey of self-discovery and self-acceptance. And it's a process of learning to tap into this is inner wisdom and to really be supported by the Holy Spirit to access these qualities that are on the inside of you to live this life of purpose and meaning. So you might be like, this is great, actually. Like, where has this been all my life? But what does this have to do with loving confrontation? Well, here we go. Okay, so when you think about confrontation, usually what we like to do is like, mm, like point a finger and be like, you and then let them have it, right? We like to blame them. You did this, which is why I feel this way. And you did that, which is why I did this. And if you would just blah, 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 then I would, right? We get crazy, okay? So what we're not confronting though in those moments is ourselves. Eee. Yeah, so the real confronting and love work is what happens before you actually confront a person. So I'm not saying that there's not situations that absolutely do need to be confronted, but you've got to start discerning when to confront and what those situations are. And you can't do that if you're not confronting yourself. 
Okay. And when you're confronting yourself, we've, we've been taught in many different arenas, whether that's school, athletics, whatever, to like bully ourselves and to criticize ourselves and to tear ourselves down, beat ourselves up. It don't work. Does not make you a happy human. Okay. What we haven't been taught to do is actually confront ourselves in love so that we actually can receive gentle correction and heal. Okay. So Confronting in love is really the work that you do before you confront somebody, okay? And when you do this work, sometimes you realize that there's not actually a need to confront anybody else. That was what was necessary, okay? And we master this by living it, by owning it, and by being more authentic, by actually embodying those eight qualities that we talked about, okay? It's really learning how to let this self-protector, fear-driven self chill, relax, maybe dissolve, <laughs> right? By activating more and more of who you actually are, right? The coolest thing, you know, you've probably seen the meme or the quote on the internet and people are like, ooh, you've changed. And then like the meme is something like, well, of course I did. And I hope I did. I better have, you know, it just is like crazy. But it's really neat, actually, when you have people in your world that are like, you are different but like good different though like what right it's really refreshing and it's such a, a compliment or an encouragement to so much work that you've been putting in okay so here's a couple of things to meditate on to think about to mull over in your mind the hardest person for you to love the person that you just want to confront all the time is your greatest opportunity to be in love and to choose love. This is usually a partner, a spouse, <laughs> somebody that you're intimately connected to. That's your greatest opportunity to love. Or the person that's hardest to love is the person that is your greatest teacher of love. Probably not what you would expect to hear, but it is true. That person that is the hardest to love has taught you a whole bunch about how to love, and that's a gift. Thank you for being my greatest opportunity to be in love. Whew, I hope you get that. Okay, couple of love scriptures to really root this in. John 15, 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Okay, so when you think about this, if you're not loving yourself and confronting yourself in love, it's likely that you're not going to confront somebody else in love either, and you just might want to speak your mind. So check the motive always. Luke 6.31, do to others as you would have them do to you. When you're about to go confront somebody, would you really like it if they came and did that to you that way? Now, I, I believe personally that people that truly love you will confront you in love, right? But you'll be able to receive it because they're confronting you in love, <laughs> right? So I am not a fan personally of people that are just amiable or enabling, right? Like if you see something that I'm going to run into, let a girl know, let a girl know, <laughs> right? Spare me pain, okay? Right? Truly be so intimately involved in my life that you are able to confront me in love. Right? Like people that are just very surface level, they don't love me. 
they like me or they like, you know, the idea of me, but they're not intimately connected to me, right? So people that really love you will be able to confront you in love. Corinthians, let's see. 1 Corinthians 16, 14, do everything in love. Self-check. Are you doing everything in love? You know, one of the things that I started to realize as I reconciled my relationship with God was I was not doing anything in love. The majority of it was all rooted in fear. Very scary truth to start waking up to, but tons of opportunity and potential then to change my life. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Okay. So you might be thinking, okay, well, how do I do this though? Galatians 5.16 is my answer to this. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You have to be willing to prioritize what's important to you. If you prioritize walking in the spirit, that means you're willing to forsake all the things that you were choosing, maybe in your fleshly nature, without thinking about it. And you can turn these into prayers. God, help me to be compassionate. God, teach me how to have compassion for myself, that I might be more compassionate. Ownership, self-leadership. And Galatians 5, 22, 23, just like there are these eight C's of self-leadership that I was mentioning, I like to filter life through the fruit of the Spirit. Like, am I producing these? Does my life look like this? Like, when people encounter me, do they get this or not? Okay? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those who are in Christ are distinguished from unbelievers and that they have all been given the Holy Spirit, enabling them to bear fruit. It is impossible to bear fruit without the Spirit. Okay, so when confronting in love, confront yourself first. Confrontation is more so what you're doing before the actual confrontation. Because when you are coming in love, often it doesn't matter what you say. What matters is how you're confronting and what is the motive behind that confrontation. So that's really important why it's really important that you confront yourself first to really know why or even if confrontation with somebody else is necessary okay then when you're confronting put it through the eight C's filter are you confronting from a place of clarity from a place of compassion from a place of creativity like are you able to offer this like you're doing this thing blah, 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 right are you able to offer a creative suggestion of something different that might be more effective in the future Right? Like, are you, are you being creative in what you're delivering? Are you offering a solution or are you just coming with a problem? Right? When you filter confrontation through these eight C's, you'll have a very different conversation. And the beautiful thing is this other person can hear you. Now, I will say, okay, there's going to be people in your life that right now you might not be able to confront. Okay? But 
This is something, the eight C's, right, that I recommend practicing with people in your world that are safe and that you can practice this with. And it might be even over something silly, like, hey, you never texted me back. And that actually made me feel some kind of way. And I just wanted to bring it up and not assume anything about that, right? You can have a conversation where you actually activate these eight C's, right? It's an example. So there might be people in your world that confrontation wouldn't be loving or healthy to do or to pursue, but there could be people where you can practice this and get better. And you can always be practicing loving confrontation with yourself. That's really where it needs to start happening, particularly when it comes to self-leadership, okay? And I just wanna highlight a couple of things here as we close on if you are actually healing from emotional wounds, it probably isn't really a time to be engaging in confrontation. And I just wanna give you a couple of tips. Number one, take baby steps if you're in a really emotional place. I don't want to, you know, this might sound like something that you can aim for and grow into, okay? But maybe not something that you can achieve today. So if you're there, Really take baby steps and try not to make too many changes all at once because that can backfire. So what is the one thing that you can practice now and get really good at? Maybe it is just self-compassion, okay? Remember that you don't have to heal 100% to improve the quality of your life. We are all on a journey. Our objective is to stay on the potter's wheel as he's refining and perfecting us, okay? So... Many people mistakenly believe that, you know, emotional healing is an all or nothing kind of thing or that once they heal something, they're fixed. It's not how it works, (laughs) right? But any amount of healing will improve the quality of your life. So just stay on this journey of evolving and having your own back and supporting yourself. We're used to sabotage. Just start practicing supporting yourself. Be patient and very persistent. This is a lot of work. And we really need to be patient and allow the time needed to gain new insights, new skills, to integrate them, to practice them, to get really good at them, to master them, right? Set realistic expectations, right? I'm really a big believer in the importance of having these realistic expectations. Otherwise, we end up discouraged and disappointed, okay? And many of this can be avoided when we just set realistic expectations, for what we have the capacity for right now. View setbacks as part of the process and learning opportunities. Nothing has gone wrong here. Prioritize self-care and self-compassion. Be willing to process your feelings about the past and ask for help. This could be a really hard thing when we're used to, you know, surviving through life and being independent, self-sufficient, all those things that, you know, we might have gotten praise for in the past. But if you really want to heal, you've got to ask for help. It's not a journey that you can go through by yourself. So actually activate the courage to ask for help. Okay. I hope this content blessed you. There's so much power in starting to practice these eight C's and self-leadership in general. It will helping you, it will help you lovingly confront yourself when necessary and actually offer that to people that you love and carry and care about 
and are called to serve as well. And it will be such a gift. It will be well received, right? So I bless you with these new tools and this information. I encourage you to join us next week for Permission to Prosper, the free three-day challenge in Courage Co. And also apply to the God's Vibes Mastermind. That will be such a beautiful process and program for you to get coaching, for you to get new skills. It'll give you ample time and space to process the material that is there and just be such a beautiful gift that you can give yourself. So apply, get plugged in there. You'll be so grateful that you did. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire walking into any situation fully confident knowing you have everything you need to succeed embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease feeling only love and compassion for others no matter how they may have hurt you in the past standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in you're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. 
Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.